Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to go to our Oakland Hardulas talk and text line uh, from the uh, Tom Spicune Morning Advocate, Pelicans beat writer Christian Clark. Christian, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, fellas. Happy to be here. How's it going? Yeah, it's doing great. Man, spit the bit last night. I, I, I put money on horses like that before, Christian. Man, you think you got this. And and, and at the end, with an opportunity, um, and the Pelicans just couldn't do it. And again, I think for a lot of fans, the frustration of this team and what happens late in games um, kind of reared its ugly head again last night. Hey, look, I can I can completely understand why. Like when you just look at all the NBA teams and like look at their offense in clutch situations, you know, like the NBA defines that as last five minutes, score within five. I think the Pelicans are 27th. You know, it's, it is a little bit head-scratching that a team with so much offensive talent has consistently kind of struggled to, to score the ball and just make good decisions when, when games get close. So, I mean, I think that's a really, you know, understandable frustration. In last night's game, Christian, the point that stood out to me was at the end of the third quarter, you open up a 12-point lead, you're feeling pretty good, and then they go on that just under three-minute stretch to close yeah. out the quarter. You're 0 for 5. And the turnovers, the turnovers were there in the first quarter, they were there in the fourth quarter, but in those eight possessions, they had three turnovers, and then all of a sudden, the Bulls go on that 11 nothing run to get it down to one point entering the fourth. They have all the momentum, and they carry it over into the fourth quarter. I mean, that end of the third quarter run, like, the Pelicans, I don't want to say that they got lazy necessarily because they opened up that double-digit lead, that 12-point lead. But, I mean, just letting the Bulls get back into it, it opened the door for them. And this is a Bulls team that was playing for, you know, their playoff lives. They're trying to get in the playing tournament out in the East, so they still had something to play for. The Pelicans, I mean, you start the day as the fifth seed. This is a very long-winded question. And then you end out as the seventh seed. And that three-minute stretch at the the end of the third quarter was the biggest reason I think they lost that game. Guys, two is 19 turnovers? It was terrible. It was you, first- you're not winning squat yeah. with that. I mean, 100%, 100%, and I think you put your finger on it. It was those last three minutes of the third quarter when the game really flipped. I mean, 319 to go. Matt Ryan hits that three. The Pelicans go up 12. It's like, all right, this Bulls team, let's just be honest, they're pretty mid. They're pretty average. Like, if you if you want to be a team that doesn't mess around with the play and you get a top six seed, you got to beat those just kind of okay teams at home. Um, it's one you have to have. The Bulls already beat you this season. Like, you don't want to drop both games of the regular season series to the Bulls. Like, you got to put that one away. And, you know, I went back and watched the last three minutes of the, the third at the fourth quarter last night. I was like, what, what happened here? It was turnovers. It was just Brandon Ingram, you know, making some bad passes. 
Uh, Nicole Vucevic scored right on Larry Nance Jr. I thought it was a really tough game for Larry Nance Jr. But, you know, I think you you just need your best players to make better decisions with the ball in their hands. You know, if you're looking to, like, kind of make some excuses, maybe not excuses, but, like, explain it a little bit. Brandon Ingram was coming back for illness. He said after the game, he's like, I felt pretty tired in the second half. You know, maybe that was a part of it, but... I mean, really, you just need Zion and Brandon to, to be a little bit better with the ball in their hands in those kind of like high-leverage possessions, I think. Christian, you've been on top of this as sort of away from the game itself, but it's still part of it. Uh, on the television part for the Pelicans, where I think you're seeing the move now that away from Bally Sports and whatever they're going to do with Fox if it's going to be on Big Fox or one of the sister stations uh, for Fox, like you're going to see, is it tomorrow, I think, uh, they're going to have it um, on Bounce TV. So kind of the the layout with there, and the Suns were the first team to say, man, what? Man, we ain't doing what the NBA wants us to do. We're going to do our own deal. And the new owner of the Suns sort of pushed the envelope a little bit here, and he got away from that. And you're seeing the Pelicans sort of do something in a very similar manner. And unless I'm mistaken, real quick, Christian, the Suns' viewership is up across the board. And the Pelicans' viewership has not been this year. And so that's the strange part about you got a winning team and yet your viewership has went down. Yeah, that's exactly right. The the Suns in May basically announced, look, we're not going to renew our partnership with Bally. We're going over the air. They partnered with an independent over-the-air station in Arizona and you look at their local ratings through this season, they're up 94%. I mean, their local ratings have almost doubled. I mean, they've, they've basically almost doubled the, the amount of people watching their games, game in and game out. The Pelicans, you know, they, they could win 50 games for the second time in franchise history. Like, this is objectively a successful season, and their local ratings are down 12%. And, you know, in the handful of games that we've seen them over the air on Fox, I think they've gotten some pretty good ratings, you know, like, You've seen like a six, you've seen an eight, like you've seen people tune in when it's just easier for people to watch games. Um, So I I think that's going to be like a huge story for this offseason. What happens with the Pelicans local rights and does that that Fox Pelicans partnership become a full time thing? Yeah, I think it will, Christian. The one thing, uh, Ida made me do this. I had not done it before, even though I had other people around me that said, Mike, you know what, man, with all the TVs you got in your house, put your antenna in your attic, okay, just in case. But Ida forced me to do it, and I did. And I do think that, for me, I think this is going to be a balance to scale, where I think some games will be on Big Fox, but I also think a lot of them will be on the sister stations. Oh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, tomorrow against the Knicks, that is one of the few games that's going to exclusively be on bounce. Um, So I don't think tomorrow will be on Fox, but you'll have a handful more. But that's that's an interesting question right there. And, you know, what the Suns did, they did not partner with, like, a local affiliate that already has a partnership with, like, the big four, you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, or whatever. Like, they could put all their games on that Arizona Family Channel um, because they don't have to clear programming. I mean, okay. that would that would be kind of like uh, something to navigate, I guess. If they if they did go to Fox, it's like how many games could actually be on Fox, and how many games would would have to be on on Bounce or you know another sister station. Yeah, because I do think you're right. I think the off season 
uh, no matter what happens during the season, I do believe that that'll be a lot of the headlines on, on what happens TV-wise uh, with, with the Pelicans. Um, last night, they hit 16 three-point shots. And uh, I saw it, I think this is only the second time this year, they've lost a game when, you know, they've hit over 14 three-pointers. So you got 16, and that's, I think, last night frustration, certainly with the turnovers. But you were hitting the deep ball. You were hitting the deep ball shots. Yeah, I mean, you, you got games from Herb Jones. He, he made four threes. You got a, a pretty good game from Matt Ryan, who hadn't played in yeah. forever. You yeah. know, they dusted him off for the first time in three months, comes off the bench and makes four threes. Like, when you get those games from kind of your role players where they're making threes, like, you really expect to be able to win those games. Um, and, look, I, I do think it was, like, a pretty big factor that the Pelicans didn't have very many available guards. I mean, C.G. McCollum could not play with a left ankle sprain. Jose Alvarado was serving the first of his three-game suspension for his role in that, that uh, dust-up of Miami on Friday. <laughs> and Dyson Daniels is, is out with a left knee injury. Like, they just they didn't have very many guards. And, uh, you know, guys who could dribble the ball a little bit, handle the ball, make good decisions – uh, they do matter. You know, I think that was a big factor in the Pelicans committing 19 turnovers. And now you're heading on the road, Christian. You're going to New York and then Indiana. And it's completing this kind of stretch five games in seven days out of the All-Star break. I think heading into it, a lot of people would have liked a 3-2 and two record in this stretch. 4-1 and one would have been great. But now the best you can do is 3-2. and two. Uh, But I just want to get your early preview of this New York Knicks squad uh, tomorrow night. I know they're a little bit banged up, uh, but the Pelicans are desperate for a win here. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's all about slowing Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson has got like this, you know, kind of old-school herky-jerky game. He's really good at, at drawing contact and getting to the free-throw line, uh, you know, a little bit like DeMar DeRozan. So they, they, I think they got to try to keep Jalen Brunson off the the free-throw line as much as they can. Um, and this is a winnable game. I mean, like the, the Knicks have a bunch of guys out right now. Um, you know, like the other night against Boston, they had their entire – starting front court out. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be easy, but the Pelicans could absolutely get this done. And, and the big thing for me is, is C.J. McCollum going to play? Um, he went through a, a full practice today, according to Willie Green. Like, C.J., I mean, it, you don't need me to tell you this, hugely important player for the Pelicans. Like, they don't have a ton of shooters on their team. I think he's just a calming influence, too. I think he's a guy who just kind of steadies them in those moments when things can go haywire. Christian, one of the things, uh, a little bit away from the Pelicans, but when you watch the Miami Heat, um, and you know if you look at their starters and bench, this isn't maybe the most star-studded group. We, you, we know the star, okay, with Jimmy. But how well coached they are, Ultra how rocks. disciplined they are uh, on both sides, if it's offensively or on defense, I every time you watch the Heat, I always bring this up about consistency in life. Man, when you get that, you got something from a team or from an individual. And how consistent the Heat are. Uh, each and every game, you sort of see the same thing. And I think certainly that comes from what Pat Riley kind of put forth many years ago. And it's trickled down. But just how well this Heat team is coached. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Eric Spolster was Pat Riley's guy, yeah. like his hand-picked guy of like, okay, I'm I'm getting out of here. We're putting Eric Spolster in. I mean, if you really go back like those early days with LeBron James, like 
LeBron James kind of tried to get Eric Spolster fired, and and Heat management was like, no, 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 this is our guy. We believe in him, and that turned out to be a great decision. I mean, like Eric Spolster, you know, most people consider him like just the best coach in, in today's game. I mean, uh, definitely one of the best. I mean, they they found their guy and they stuck to him, and that's what the Pelicans are searching for, man. Like they're, you know, Willie Green talks about it all the time. They're like, you know, we're trying to build a program here, um, and. And the season's been interesting. I think it's like they've definitely taken a step and been successful, but at times like they leave you wanting more too. How much heat you think would be if this team is kind of one and gun? Let's say they get into the kind of avoid the play-in tournament first, Mike. play-in tournament, and you wanted to, how much heat's going to be on Willie Green? Because I think David Griffin's got to take a look at that. Somewhere down the line, he's got to take a look at that because he's put all the personnel together. Now you got to get it done. And I think that spotlight, to be honest, Christian's getting hotter and hotter on Willie Green. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. I mean, like, hypothetically, let's say they make the play-in tournament and, and like last year, they get eliminated in the play-in tournament and you don't actually get any playoff games. I mean, I mean, I think everybody should be looking around and being a little concerned because if you're David Griffin, I've been in charge of this thing for five years. I got to trade Anthony Davis. Uh, I, you know, lucked into the number one pick with Zion Williamson, and all we have is one playoff shit series to show in five years. I mean, that's not great. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because um, I think there's, like, a lot of things that can happen, a lot of positive outcomes. But, yeah, this, this is a hugely important 25 games. I mean, I, I really I think agree. the Pelicans, they have to, like, put themselves in a position. Don't mess around with the play-in. You know, like, get a top-six seed, get some get some playoff games. Like, to me, I think Zion needs to see what the playoffs is like. Like, he just needs to see that, that increased level and get a taste of that, and, you know, hopefully that'll fuel him to, like, keep one to get even better. Well, Christian, you're looking at the play-in standings right now. The Pelicans are the seventh seed. <laughs> right below them, they would be hosting the Mavericks – and Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving for you potential, figure. yeah, a one game, you know, move on to the playoffs, or one game you move on to an elimination game uh, in that matchup, and then that nine ten game is the Lakers and the Warriors, two teams with plenty of playoff experience. So, yeah, avoiding the play in tournament at all costs is going to be the priority number one for the Pelicans. But I mean, the West is so congested. One win for the Pels, and they move back up to the five spot where the Kings are currently at. I want to get your thoughts on what Willie Green said today at practice. I've seen a lot of criticism of NBA officiating. I think a lot of it is founded based off of how Zion's been officiated throughout his career. Specifically this year, Willie said, quote, uh, about addressing to the league, we have, we're doing it consistently after games. Maybe Zion needs to do the same thing that James Harden and DeRozan do. He should be getting those calls. And, I mean, one of the main screenshots that stood out to me from last night's loss to the Bulls was the picture of Andre Drummond, and his arm is just draped across Zion's face, and it's not a call. And Zion, he doesn't flop. Uh, you got to give him credit for that, I guess. But in today's NBA, you he might have to start that. doing it because the officiating is so bad that they don't call contact consistently, especially when it's someone like Zion Williamson. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's like the Pelicans' belief that Zion gets a pretty bad whistle has been something that has been a thing for years. I mean, I remember Stan Van Gundy complaining about it when he was the head coach, and I think, you know, rightfully so at times. I remember that that rant that David Griffin went on um, at the end of Zion's second year. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he got fined by the NBA for that rant just about the way officials were – 
not giving Zion the proper respect. I mean, this has been a years-long storyline. I think that Zion does get a tough whistle. My kind of interpretation of it is he's not a flopper, and I also think that, like, officials don't call contact to the body as much as, like, the arms and things like that, and Zion is just a guy who gets a lot of contact on his body. Um, and I think when you look at it going forward, it's like it is kind of unfortunate that it's like this would help you if you became more of a flopper, but I think he should – you know, embellish it a little more, like watch closely, watch Luca, like closely watch some of these guys who are really good at drawing fouls. Like it's a competitive advantage. I mean, it kind of, I guess it stinks. This is the reality, but it is the reality. So I don't know, learn it a little bit. Christian, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always enjoy when you come on great information, but thank you. Hey guys, really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thanks Christian. Christian Clark, who's the Pelicans beat writer for the Times Picayune Advocate, and I know we sort of put in the cart before the horse, but man, we get it a lot. We get a lot of text, and that's why I brought it up. We had a couple people text about, you know, what'll happen uh if this team doesn't kind of hit the heights and get into the playoffs and is in a playoff, you know, format where they got to get in a play-in tournament. The teams in the play-in tournament and the players in the play-in tournament. You look at Luka Doncic, you look at Kyrie Irving on the Mavericks. Man, I don't want to see that. LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the Lakers. You look at Steph Curry on the Warriors. I don't want to see any of those teams. I want to get that top six seed and avoid the play-in tournament at all costs. Let Sacramento or Phoenix or yeah. whoever deal with the play-in tournament. I agree Just with you, Jonah. stay out of it. And the issue is that you know, Christian mentioned it. You got swept by a bad Bulls team. And we said that earlier in the show. Is that going to come back to bite you? Probably. And I hate to say it. You got a lot of games left, 25 games remaining, a lot of games left against the Eastern Conference. You got to make the most of them and avoid that play in tournament. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.